Hello. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Collide Kids Podcast, hosted by Kristen Clark. This is a show for kids and families. You are going to meet new people and have fun while you listen. Let's do it! I always love when we can play that Christmas intro. <laughs> hey, y'all. Welcome to the Collide Kids podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Clark. The Collide Kids podcast is a show for kids and families where we learn together how life and faith collide. I am so happy that you are listening today. Thank you for tuning in each week and downloading these episodes. If you're new, I just want to say welcome. I'm so glad that you're checking this out. Be sure to listen to the end of every episode. That's where we have the kids only segment where kids just like you get to be on the podcast. Well, I love playing that Christmas intro because I love Christmas music. It's one of my favorites. Now, I know there's a big divide in America right now. It's between whether or not you should play Christmas music and decorate for Christmas right after Halloween, or if you should wait till after Thanksgiving. So which one are you? Do you think we should celebrate Christmas right now? Or do you think we should wait until after Thanksgiving? Well, I am the type of person that I just like to celebrate regardless of what the holiday is. So I'm celebrating Thanksgiving while I'm listening to Christmas music and enjoying my Thanksgiving dinner. I can do all of those things. But the real reason that we are talking about Christmas so much right now is because this episode is all about a ministry I'm very passionate about called Operation Christmas Child. And as we get closer to National Collection Week, which is just a few weeks away, we wanted to give you some more information about Operation Christmas Child. And so my guest today is going to do just that. Her name is Hannah Bolvey. Hannah is currently serving in her sixth year as the Greatest Journey Development Manager for Operation Christmas Child. Prior to joining Samaritan's Purse and moving to the mountains of North Carolina, Hannah worked as the Children's Ministry Director for a large church in Ohio, where she learned about Operation Christmas Child. Hannah is a graduate of Cedarville University in Ohio, where she met her husband, Ethan, and they have two daughters, Lily, who is eight, and Violet, who is four. The Bolvies enjoy DIY projects, building pillow forts, dance parties in the living room, and spending time outdoors. I really loved learning about The Greatest Journey, and I know you're going to enjoy this too. So here is my conversation with Hannah Bolvey. <laughs> Hannah, thank you so much for being on the Collide Kids podcast today. Thank you for having me. I am so excited to be here. I love kids, love your your podcast, love hearing from your guests. Real excited to be one of them. Awesome. I'm yeah, this is so fun and you represent a ministry that I am obviously very passionate about because we've been talking about this for weeks. Will you just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? I would love to. My name is Hannah Bolvey, and I have the privilege of working at Operation Christmas Child, where I serve as the um, manager for the Greatest Journey Development. So it means I get to work with helping people understand um, more about the discipleship that we offer after shoebox gifts are given to children, and I get to develop new programs so people understand that. I, I get to do a lot of actually really cool stuff, but um, yeah, I work for Operation Christmas Child, OCC, if you're in the know. If you're a cool kid, then you just call it OCC. Yeah, that's what the cool kids call it is OCC, <laughs> right? That's right. 
Well, I am so glad that you're here today and I can't wait to hear about uh, all the things that you get to do with your really awesome job because I love OCC. It's so awesome. Uh, But this is a podcast for kids. So I always love to put my guest on the spot and make them tell a funny joke. So, So do you have a fun joke you want to share with us today? You know, I come armed with jokes because I have an eight-year-old and she loves jokes and she makes up jokes. So these are two of her jokes. Okay. Um, The first one is, what is a dentist's favorite dance? Hmm. I don't know. What is a dentist's favorite dance? The floss. Yes. (laughs) Okay. And then I've got another one. I've got another one. Okay. What do frogs eat in Paris? I don't know. What do frogs eat in Paris? French flies, of course. <laughs> they must be like very sophisticated flies. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> those are great. I love those. That's a good one. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Okay. So let's talk about your job. Tell us a little bit about um, how you got started in uh, working with Operation Christmas Child. Yeah. Okay. So I got started working with Operation Christmas Child many years ago when I used to work in kids ministry and we uh, packed shoe boxes with all of the kids and at our church. And then we realized, you know, this is not just something for kids to do. This is something for families and for the entire church to do. And so everybody started getting involved and the ministry really grew. But then, um, you know, I, I was doing some more research just into who Operation Christmas Child is and what they do. And it was really when I began to learn about the follow-up discipleship program for kids that it was kind of like light bulbs went off in my head and my heart just kind of lit up. And I was like, oh, this is what I am all about. Um, really strategically discipling kids, um, not just introducing them to Jesus and then kind of saying, good luck, but really intentional discipleship was really important to me. So once I figured out that Operation Christmas Child was also all about that, um, our church really kind of took this project to the next level and we really got involved. And it was after um, a few years that um, I was actually contacted and, and asked to consider working for Operation Christmas Child. And here I am. So um, our family moved kind of cross country to work, um, out of the headquarters here. And, uh, we love it. And we're really thankful for what God has allowed us to become a part of. That's amazing. And that's so cool that that was just something that your church did. And now you're here, you know, like, so you, you just were serving in a different way. You're volunteering and now you have a different job completely. So you said that it was this whole idea around the greatest journey, right? That that Mm -hmm. captured you. What was it? So what was so significant about that that made you interested? Well, um, I think probably I think the best way to answer that question is to first talk about what is discipleship, because Mm -hmm. what got me really interested was the fact that they weren't just giving information to kids, they were discipling kids. And so I think, um, you know, in my years and working with kids over and over and over, we were coming across really great resources, but they were really directed at helping kids know more. And there's Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with helping somebody to know more, but that's not really what we as followers of Jesus were asked to do. We were 
asked to make disciples. And, um, you know, I think the best way to kind of help people understand what the difference between making a disciple and teaching somebody is, is to ask um, kind of a couple key questions. If you're going to teach somebody, you need to start with the question, what do I want this person to know? So if you're a math teacher, you need to start with the question of, um, you know, what do I want my, my math students to know? I want them to be able to do, you know, basic multiplication and division by the end of the year. Okay, so that's your goal. And so you, go, you, you build a strategy for helping them understand that. If you are discipling somebody, um, you don't ask the question, what do I want them to know? You need to look ahead down the road into the future and begin to ask the question, who do we want this person to become? And then you begin building resources and tools and conversations and, um, and things directed at the person becoming somebody different. And so that means that when we are looking at a lesson, let's say lesson one of The Greatest Journey, which is our 12-lesson program, instead of um, lesson one just being about creation and we're saying, okay, so here are, you know, the Bible talks about like these days of creation and here's what happens on each of the days and we're going to do an activity for putting the days in order and learning about, you know, all of the things that God made on whatever day or whatever that that's great, but that's all kind of knowledge that doesn't really ask or answer who somebody becomes. And so instead, um, the greatest journey is really pointed at saying, okay, from this lesson, who does somebody become? Well, we realize that we are made in God's image and that all people were made in God's image and that God made for good. And so once we begin to look at the same lesson, all of a sudden we're now talking about um, how we all have unique purpose, how God made us to represent yeah. a part of himself, how we, you know, wake up every morning and we've got a job to do. We've got a job to do. And that is, you know, sin took some of the goodness out of the world and our job is to put it back in through the grace that we've been given. And so, you know, it, you begin to, to do different things when you have a different goal, when you have a different question. So I loved the fact that the greatest journey, the more that I learned about it was really focused on helping the teachers first off have kind of that like paradigm shift or that perspective shift in their in their heart to mm -hmm. say like, I don't want to teach kids. I want to disciple them and I don't want them to learn something. I want them to become something. And that is really kind of the foundation for the discipleship that Operation Christmas Child does all over the world with like millions of kids every year. Mm -hmm. And so that was really exciting for me because since I was in kids ministry, I saw that there were, there were kids that could grow up in church their whole life, but not really have something that changed them to the point where when they grew up and they kind of left home, they're kind of like, okay, I know it. I learned it all and I'm good. Instead of being like, this is not like what I learned. This is who I am. And so that was something that I was really passionate about is um, being a part of something that helps kids become all that they can be. Um, because of their relationship with Jesus, not just know a lot about him. Yeah, I love that. I think a lot of times we think like we just have to know all the answers before God will be happy with us, or we think God's disappointed us because we didn't realize yeah. these facts. But right. 
I think the more that we do learn, it's kind of that balance. Like the more that Mm -hmm. we learn, we, we should become closer to him because we know more about him. Um, and that's what discipleship is all about is getting to know God and learning who we are through him. And so when children receive their boxes in other countries, so we pack a box, we send it to the distribution centers and they take this around the world. How did they, how did they get these kids to be in this discipleship program? How does that work? We'll be right back after this. You know, raising kids in the digital age isn't easy, but Bark Technology makes products that help parents keep their kids safe online and in real life. They have an app, a phone, and a home device that lets families set parental controls on their internet-connected devices. I love the app because it helps us manage screen time and blocks websites and apps we want our kids to avoid. It also sends alerts and gives us the ability to monitor texts and social media and even track your child's location. Visit bark.us to learn more about how you can keep your kids safe online. Use the code COLLIDEKIDS to get 15% off your subscription of the Bark app. Great question. Well, first off, I think it's important to know that kids are invited to come to a fun party or event. We don't tell them, hey, come to this thing and get a shoebox. Uh, In fact, we go to great lengths to not let them know that there's any sort of surprise or present or anything like that. So kids are invited to a fun party or event. We tell them about Jesus. um, And then as an example of um, God's gift of love for us at the end of that, like outreach event is what we call it. Um, We tell them like the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus. But for a lot of these kids in the places where they live, they don't know what that even is free gift. Like everything has some sort of strings attached to it. Everything is more complicated than a free gift, you know? And so that's when we bring out the shoe boxes that, that you and your listeners are packing. We bring out those shoe boxes and we're like, this is what it means to receive something, not because you earned it, not even because you probably deserve it. And not because you're going to give something back to the person that gave it to you. Like that's what really free is. And the fact that like this was packed by somebody who's on like the other side of the world. And at best you might be able to write them a letter that says, thank you, you know, mm-hmm. but that's it. You can't ever pay them back for this. And that's not the point. Um, so those shoe boxes are like a tangible example of what it means when God says that he loves us and gives us a free gift. Yeah. So after that happens at the very end, after they've heard the gospel presentation, after, after all of that, they're given that free gift and said, this is what we're talking about when we talk about God's love. So they take that home with them. But before they leave, they are invited to come back usually the next week to the same place to learn from the same ministry partner. So we, you know, it's not a bunch of Americans that are going all over the world giving out shoebox gifts. Don't ever put that in your mind. It's actually people from every nation in which we work. So if you go to Uganda, there are Ugandan team um, of pastors and teachers and leaders that are looking for pastors and teachers and leaders in little villages way out that they can train and equip and teach to hold the outreach event and then to invite kids back and they go through the training so that they can be part of the greatest journey. So it's the greatest journey is offered to shoebox recipients 
usually starting within the, you know, the next week or so, whatever their calendars look like, but usually mm -hmm. starting within the next week or so, and usually running for 12 weeks after the outreach event. But they're invited actually at the point, uh, at the same event where they receive their shoebox, that is when they're invited to come back to The Greatest Journey. I love that. And I love the way you describe that about that free gift. Like when we pack these shoeboxes, we're not expecting the child that gets it to send us some money to pay back for the items we bought or to write us a, an elaborate thank you note. We're just so glad that we could give it. And and that's how you describe it to those kids. Like, this is what God has done for you too. So mm -hmm. I think that's important for us to hear that and remember what a gift we have in mm -hmm. our relationships with God, that grace that God's given us, it's for free. So I love the way you describe that. That's so good. And, and they get this, so they get this discipleship program. Do you see a lot of kids that respond to it or understand what um, they've, they've learned through this process? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's what's, again, really exciting is, um, you know, we, we know that God's word is really powerful, right? And we know that um, God's spirit is really powerful. And when you have God's spirit and God's people with God's word, like things are going to happen. Mm -hmm. And so um, we see, you know, um, children as they learn about Christ and as their teachers show them and model for them and discuss with them what it means to become more like Christ, these kids begin to change. And, you know, it's really, really common for a few weeks into the discipleship program for, for some moms to start showing up too and say like, mm. hey, um, my kid is different. And I want to, in a good way, and I, I want to know what is happening here because, you know, it's been years since, and I've been telling them, you know, to not sass back or whatever. And then all of a sudden they come to this class and their attitude is kinder. They're being nicer to their brother, whatever it is. And so within a few weeks, usually we have moms kind of hanging out. And then, you know, by the end of the program, after 12 weeks, when the kids graduate, we have a graduation ceremony. They host a graduation ceremony for them and the kids receive a Bible in their own language. And it's a great opportunity to invite in the community and share the gospel. And the really cool thing is, is by that point, um, usually those communities are so ripe to hear about the love of Jesus because their kids are different. And if you want to get the attention of a parent, like really help their kid, mm -hmm. they will, they, they will then listen to anything that you want to say to them. You know, you really love somebody's kid in a, in a way that helps that kid to grow. Like you've typically got the respect of the family. And so families come to those outreach events or to those graduation ceremonies rather. And, um, they listen and respond. And so we see families coming to faith wow. and we see communities being really genuinely changed. You know, one of the things I love about Samaritan's Purse is one of the guiding principles here is to demonstrate biblical integrity. And so we don't like fluff up our numbers at all. Every number you see coming out of this organization is going to be like a fairly conservative number on whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, right now we're kind of sharing that annually we're seeing about a thousand churches planted um, in places where there has not been a church um, mm -hmm. because of the the work of Operation Christmas Child. And that's just because we reach the kids, the kids change, 
their families have questions. Those families get their questions answered, and the answer is Jesus. They begin to change. They're, you know, now their their aunt is coming too, and you know, their dad's brother-in-law, you know, whatever yeah. people. It just it <laughs> spreads, like it spreads. And so, you know, we get to be a part of the spark. Um, but man, you know, the spirit of the Lord is in charge of the fire. And so we, he just, he takes this, these little sparks that we, you know, pack in little shoe boxes and they just, um, they just light the, the kindling that he has clearly prepared. You know, it's all his work. It's all his glory. It's all like, he's, there's no way that like a bunch of stuff in a shoe box mm-hmm. is ever going to change the life of a child. It's just not possible. Like, if so, like we as Americans would probably be the most like transformed community in the world because we get like boxes of stuff for like, you know, minor holidays right. you know, every year or just because, you know, your grandma hasn't seen you in two weeks. She brings you things, but it's not things that change us. It's, um, it's the love of God, but a shoe box can open a door that would otherwise be closed um, and give us a reason to go somewhere where we normally wouldn't have a reason to go. And then, um, you know, the word of God and the people of God that are already there are equipped to, um, to reach their communities. And then God does what he does, which is build his church. That's kind of his plan. And so we just get to be a really small part of it, but it's so exciting. It's so exciting to see what God is doing in um, even unreached and unengaged people groups. We're looking, working with a lot of people that just basically means the people who've just never heard the gospel before. They've maybe never even heard the name of Jesus before. Mm-hmm. Um, they either live somewhere that's so far away from anybody else or so hard to get to that um, they've never heard of Jesus before, or they live in a place where um, either their country politics or their um, kind of, there's another religion that they um, is so prevalent that they've never had the opportunity to hear about Jesus. So mm-hmm. we're really strategically going to unreached and unengaged people groups. Those really hard to get to ones. Mm-hmm. And um, we're seeing the gospel really spread, which is really exciting through kids. That's incredible. Just, I, I don't think people all often realize like how much you guys are doing to impact, not just that child that gets the box, but that whole community. Like you said, like it just spreads. So I love that. Uh, knowing that as a person that packs shoe boxes, that this is, this might change an entire town or this right. might change an entire family group or generations of a family is going to change mm-hmm. because I'm packing a toothbrush and a teddy bear into a, into a shoe box. Uh, so that's incredible. Um, let's talk about the shoe boxes for a little bit, because I know there's a lot of people that love to pack shoe boxes. And um, can you tell us about some different gifts when you're packing a shoe box? What are some things that your family likes to put in boxes? Okay. So I have two little girls. Um, my oldest is eight and my youngest is almost four. Um, and so we pack a lot of pink sparkly unicorn kind of boxes (laughs) in our family, but we also do boy boxes too. And we don't pack them pink sparkly unicorn things. Um, yeah. (laughs) Um, no, for, for girl boxes, we love to shop year round and keep an eye out for good deals. Um, we we look for, um, non-breakable tea sets, like wherever we go on clearance and on sale. And so we'll pack like cute little tea sets. That's a favorite thing to pack. Um, 
we, uh, my youngest really is really, really into purses for whatever reason. She likes <laughs> having her things. And so we send a lot of like purses and we love, we love doing themed boxes. So last oh. year we did a whole bunch of these really cute, like bright rainbow themed boxes. We had like rainbow purses and rainbow hair ties and rainbow pencils and rainbow markers and rainbow uh, notebooks. We had rainbow sunglasses. Those were kind of <laughs> funny. Um, and just everything we could find that was rainbow. And we buy stuff kind of whenever we see it on sale kind of year round. And so, um, yeah, we just kind of started looking for rainbow stuff. And whenever we saw it, we'd be like, oh, this would be so cute. So we did a bunch of rainbow boxes last year. I love um, that. We do definitely, we do like soccer balls because, you know, there's a lot of places where kids love to play soccer. So we do, uh, and then a lot of times for boy boxes, we'll do like a color theme. So we'll do like an all red boy box, so like soccer and red, or then we'll do soccer and blue or soccer and green or, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, we've done some cool dinosaur boxes for like three to like the younger, um, you know, two to four year old boy category. Those were pretty cool. Cause so you can get some really cool stuffed dinosaurs. Like if you, <laughs> That's yeah. just like a, that is a category of where you can be like, okay, this is legitimately a stuffed animal. That is also cool because That's very cool. it's a dinosaur. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we do, um, we, we love doing the themes. It's just, you know, it just makes it extra fun. And since I've had the privilege of going and seeing kids get their shoe boxes, mm -hmm. um, you know, from those you know, local ministry partners and stuff and just kind of being able to stand in the back of the room and watch it happen. Like it's like the kids on the receiving end, like when they get a really good box, that's like themed, like they appreciate the fact that there was extra, like, this is not just cool stuff. Yeah. Like look at the fact that everything in here is, you know, whatever, whatever that's the, so the cool. theme is. When I talked to um, Vlad a few weeks ago, he was talking about when he opened his box, you know, like everything in his house, everything, in his town, it's just very gray. There wasn't a lot of color. And he said when he came to the Christmas celebration, he said the room was just full of color. The whole event was full of color. And then he opened his box and it was full of color. So that was yeah. something that meant so much to him that there was so much bright, uh, attractive things that he was excited to look into. He said even his toothbrush was like the coolest toothbrush, you know? So I love right. that, that you guys were thinking about that, like making it really exciting for that child that opens it. We'll be right back after this. Hey parents. Yeah, you. Are you looking for a podcast your kids will really love? Well, we made one just for you. And for us. As genuine, all-natural kids ourselves, we know what makes a fun and interesting podcast. So we decided to make it ourselves. Every show is packed with interviews, stories, and on-the-ground reporting. We have interviewed everyone from scientists to Grammy Award-winning musicians to NFL quarterbacks. Listen to Wild Interest wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, and especially if you think about what we talked about earlier when we said, you know, this shoebox represents the love of God to a child. Mm -hmm. And so like God's love doesn't come to us like, oh, it's just, this is pretty nice. Like this is, you know, decent, you know, God's <laughs> love comes to us. Like it comes to us colorful. It comes mm -hmm. to us like really well put together. It comes to us, you know, coordinated and it comes, you know, 
God just does a good, God just does a good job. And so if we're if we're trying to represent that, like we want to do a good job too. I love that. And I think that should change people's mind when they're packing a box. This box is going to represent God's love and be used as a way to show them God's love. So you would want to, you know, like if I'm representing the love of God, I'm going to want to do a really cool box. <laughs> right. There's not going to, like this box is not going to like rattle when you shake it. It's going to be, you know, what does the Bible that, say? Like press down, shaken together and overflowing. Like that is, this box yes. is going to be a little bit on the bulgy side because that that's is how all my, That's always my issue is I, I have like 45 things I want to put in one <laughs> box and I'm like, the lid has to close. How do we get it shut? <laughs> But that's so good though, you know, um, because again, you know, it, that is a, such a great representation of the love of God for a, for a kid. When we say like, yeah, when we use it as that illustration and then it's a really quality box, it, it just takes, it goes a little bit deeper. Well, and I think too, a, a lot of times, you know, cause we like my family, we like to donate to Goodwill or we like to donate old clothes to consignment or to different organizations. And um, that's a good thing to do locally, but I think it's really important when you're packing a shoebox to make sure you include things that are the best, like they're new, they're quality. Like, don't give them a small chewed up pencil that doesn't have an eraser <laughs> anymore. They need a new pencil that has a dinosaur on it or a unicorn right. at the top. Exactly. Well, this is uh, this is so much good information, and I really appreciate you sharing this with us. Um, where can we go if we want to get some more information about what to put in boxes or how we can support Greatest Journey? Um, tell us where to find that kind of stuff. Well, I mean, definitely go to our website. Um, you can find, you know, obviously <laughs> all the things um, at uh, SamaritansPurse.org backslash OCC. There's like gift suggestions page. So if you're like, oh, I really want to pack a gift for like a 10 to 14 year old boy, but I just don't know what to put in a box for a boy that age internationally. Go look. There's like a ton of great ideas of things that are tried and true, proven, you know, proven winners internationally. Mm -hmm. So go take a look. You can learn more about the greatest journey. You can don't on, donate online. You can build a shoe box online. So if you're like, this sounds great, we're not much of a shoppers or, you know, we live in rural, you know, Alaska and to get <laughs> to a Walmart, it's a four day journey or whatever. Like, okay, it's totally fine. You can also um, build a shoe box online. It's a lot of fun. And um, you choose what goes into the box and we will pack it to spec. So if you put in a red bouncy ball, we are going to put a red bouncy ball in that box. So you kind of, you have like options and you kind of select the ones that you want. And then um, we, we pack it for you, which is great. So there's lots of cool options. You can donate to The Greatest Journey, certainly, on there. Learn more about um, how we are going to hard-to-reach places. I mean, you name it, it's on the website. And, and we also have, like we said before, we have a goal page for the Collide Kids podcast. So you can go there and check out uh, all this information and, and build a box. And, and we want to do as many of those as we can. So, um, so this is good. I, I think it's good for us to remember, too, that those facilities, the distribution centers that c get the boxes, they go through the box. So if you're unsure, like if you're like, I don't know if I should put this in there, if it's not supposed to be in there, there's a, there's a volunteer that's going to help make those boxes just right. And um, so I think that's always a relief to know. <laughs> there's a, a little bit of covering, like we're going to be okay if we mess up or make a mistake, just put in what you think you want to put in there. And then um, 
all these volunteers with Samaritan's Purse are going to take care of it. Absolutely. Uh, we make sure that every box is safe and appropriate for a child before it goes anywhere. Perfect. Well, that's awesome. Well, Hannah, thank you so much for sharing all this with us. And, uh, and I've, I've learned a lot today. I hope our listeners have too. And I hope a lot of families are going to build shoeboxes uh, this year because we, we definitely need some good things going on in the world right now. So I'm excited mm-hmm. about all of that. Um, before we go, I always like to ask my guests to share a memory from when they were a kid. So do you have a memory you want to share with us today? Sure. So um, I think probably what the, the memory that I want to share is just a reminder that sometimes the craziest mishaps often become the best memories. So like if you're a parent listening to this and like, something goes wrong, just like take a deep breath. I have to remind myself this all the time. (laughs) Take a deep breath and just like let it go and, you know, be in the moment because it'll probably be a good memory (laughs) later on. So when I was a kid, we took a road trip out West and this was in our like old family minivan. And we pulled our like friends, little like pop-up camper behind us. And we're like, we're going out West. We're going to hike the Grand Canyon. We're going to see all the places and do all the things. And we're going to do it, you know, at the camping rate, you know, not at the hotel rate. We're doing this at the camping rate. And so, um, so we go out West and there was like this one stretch, I think it was in maybe Nebraska where we, um, (laughs) we go through um, this area and we smelled like a skunk and then it got better. And then we smelled a skunk again. And then it got better. We're like, wow, there's a lot of skunks in this area. And then we smelled a skunk. We saw a skunk and it was dead in the middle of the road. And I remember like us going like, oh, there's another one. My dad like swerved around it and we kind of went on our way. Well, after that point, we kept smelling skunk and it was like, it just stayed with us. And we thought, well, maybe we've just smelled so much skunk that it's in our nose. Maybe not. Maybe it's fine. So we keep driving. Um, we keep driving, we keep driving. And that was kind of in the morning. And by mid afternoon, the smell of skunk is still with us and it's super duper strong. And we have to stop for gas. My dad gets out to pump gas and he is like, comes back to the car and is like looking a little green. And we're like, dad, what's the matter? He said, I know why we have been smelling skunk all the way across Nebraska. We're like, why? What happened? Well, there's like safety chains that connect your car and, and the trailer that like hang lower than like mm-hmm. the hitch. When he swerved to avoid the dead skunk that was in the road, um, let's just say that those chains did not avoid the dead skunk that was in the road. Oh, no. And so we had been carrying dead skunk with us all the way across, like this blazing summer heat of like we'd been cooking dead skunk oh, on our no. safety chains all across Nebraska. And we're like, this is why this entire state smells like skunk. It's because we are taking skunk across this entire state. And so we like my I remember we we pumped gas and then my dad found like the first one of those um like you put the quarters in and you can wash your car, like, mm-hmm. you know, yes. yourself kind of car washes. And he just kept like chucking quarters into that machine. I remember like being like watching out the window. It's just like eight, $10 a quarter. So it doesn't matter. And he's just oh, like no. blasting, you know, blasting away at the car. But you know, whenever I smell skunk, I have slightly a nauseous feeling because that is what the smell of skunk <laughs> makes me feel. But I also kind of chuckle at, you know, 
feeling like the entire state of Nebraska smelled like skunk when in reality we made the entire (laughs) state of Nebraska smell like skunk. So that is amazing. (laughs) That was just one part of a very um, memorable, I'll just say a very memorable trip. I think that sounds like it. That sounds like a memorable trip. That's awesome. Oh, wow. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. I love that. It was such a pleasure talking to you today, Hannah. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. It has been so much fun to be here with you and we'll keep continuing to listen in our household. And I hope that your listeners pack a lot of shoeboxes. Amen. I hope so too. (laughs) What an amazing story. I loved her skunk story. That was awesome. It was so great learning today about the greatest journey, about how the shoeboxes are used in so many different ways. And one of those is by discipleship. That means they're giving these kids a starting place to learn about God and then grow in their faith. And I love that we get to be a part of that. Whenever we build a shoebox, we're helping with that discipleship in those families and those communities. I love when she was talking about how they present the boxes that kids are invited to this fun party and they don't even know they're getting a shoebox. And the shoebox is presented to them as a way for them to learn about God's love and that it is a free gift, just like this wonderful shoebox. One of my favorite things she said today was that we get to be the spark but God is in charge of the fire. That's so true. I love that. I love thinking about that. We get to play a little part in all of this, but it's still God who is in charge of all of it. If you'd like to learn more about Samaritan's Purse and Operation Christmas Child, you can go to their website, samaritanspurse.com slash OCC. And there's so many different ways that you can be involved with Operation Christmas Child. You can build a shoebox with your family, Lots of different churches and organizations are participating in this. You can build one on your own and drop it off at any processing center. Just go to the website to find out where you can take your shoebox, or you can do it online. There's some great ways to do that through the website. And the Collide Kids podcast is giving you a way to do that. Just go to our website. Just go to the collidekidspodcast.com and click the button that says give to OCC. And then there's a way you can click to build a shoebox online to get started, or you're welcome to make a financial donation as well. We would love to reach our goal of 50 boxes. So if you can contribute to that, that would be amazing. But whatever you do, I hope that you will be a part of this ministry. This year, 2021, Operation Christmas Child hopes to collect enough shoebox gifts to reach 9.7 million children. That's an incredible goal, and I'm so excited that we get to be a part of that. One of the things I love the most about this ministry is something your family can do together. So be sure to go to their website and learn more about the boxes and about Greatest Journey. Well, now it's time for the kids only segment. This is the part of the show where you get to be on the podcast. So I'm excited to introduce you to my friend, Alba. Hi, I'm Alba. And today I have a Bible verse for you. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good and his love endures forever. First Chronicles 1634. 
Thanks, Alba. I love that verse. His love endures forever. That's definitely something that we can be thankful for. Well, if you would like to send in your favorite Bible verse, or maybe you have a joke or an encouraging quote from a book or a movie that you like, you can find information about how to send that to me through my social media and my website. I'm on Facebook at the Collide Kids Podcast or on Instagram at Collide Kids Pod. And if you're interested in supporting the podcast, here's a few ways you can do that. One, be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast. That way new episodes will automatically load each week into whatever podcast app you're using. And I would be so thankful if you would leave a rating and a review. When you do that, it helps shows like mine get a boost in podcast apps and then more people get to hear about it. You can also share the episode with family and friends and tell them why you and your family like to listen to the podcast. Or you can go to my website, thecollidekidspodcast.com and click the link that says, buy me a coffee. And anytime you think about it, I always appreciate your prayer support as well. Well, I am so thankful for you. I'm so thankful that you're listening and I hope that you will pack a shoebox. Let's spread the love of God all over the world. And we can do that by packing shoeboxes. In case no one has told you today, I'd love to be the first to remind you that God loves you so much. Thanks for listening. Looking for help and hope can be a chore, and you don't need any more of those. So consider downloading the River Mobile app. It's a radio station committed to playing songs that will lift you up and help you out no matter what you're going through. Songs from artists like Lauren Daigle, Zach Williams, and Toby Mac. It's totally free with no subscriptions. Just search 1049 The River in your app store or listen online at riverradio.com.